0: How do I look? You look great. Thank that you. color's really good on you. Thank you. Thank you. The deep blue. I dig it. I like, yeah. I like our color
1: combination together. I think we have a nice.
0: Yeah, we are very patriotic. Patriotic vibe going on. America. America. <laughs> we're fixing to go
1: to Piggly Wiggly. That's right.
0: Oh my God. You know what Piggly Wiggly is? Yes, I do know. Oh Piggly. my God. I didn't know any. My husband thought I was making it up. No. Piggly
1: he, Wiggly, like, there's still a Piggly Wiggly, like, around the corner for me. Oh
0: my God. There was a Piggly Wiggly, like, there, I mean, it turned into a bingo house near my yeah. place, but then there's still one in Denton, Texas, where my sister lives. I love that. Jay,
1: yeah. you should be recording, because this is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, before we, before we get started, I want to introduce the podcast. My name is Vern Trimble, Senior Director of Content and Communication here at WonderKent, and I am joined by Miss Wendy Zomner. Is
0: oh my God, Zomner? you said it right. Zomner. Zomner, yeah. good, yeah. good. I was nervous before I got I know, there. it's a tricky name because there's the M and the N together and yes. it kind of throws people off, but it's really pretty simple.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I should have just let myself like ride Just I roll. Know. I should have trusted myself. Just like you trusted yourself in developing Urban Decay. And I'm really excited to talk to you today. I know for, for a lot of the folks out there, they already know what Urban Decay is. I wasn't familiar with Urban
0: well, Decay. Well, there's no reason you should be. <laughs> That's not, I don't it's know. It's okay. maybe.
1: But as I was doing my research, uh, I realized that you have been in the game for over 27 years. Yes. And that is a feat in and of itself. You have so many incredible partners. You can find Urban Decay, the brand, in so many well-known stores and cosmetic stores. I wanna spend today talking about your journey. I wanna talk about brand and your brand mission. I'd love to talk maybe a little bit about some of your partners and then ultimately giving some advice to uh, other brand marketers and marketers in general of how to do brand correctly. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Well, first, before, before we get it, because we are just talking about Piggly Wiggly. So uh, you, are, you currently live in Texas.
0: No, no, I currently live in California. California. I'm from Texas. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes.
1: Can you give the folks a little uh, intro on yourself, who you are, where have you been?
0: All right. Well, Wendy one of the founders of Urban Decay, and also a founder of a new brand called Ray. And I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. I actually was lucky enough to go to high school in Brussels, Belgium, believe it or not, weird. Um, But it was great, kind of gave me a real insight in the world. And I felt like it was a good opportunity for me as a young person to start like, studying people and I think you know as marketers that's what we love to do is like get into people's minds and understand them what makes them tick what motivates them so I feel like that early those early years of being like dumped into a completely different culture were really good for me and kind of opened my eyes beyond um, beyond texas and the united states and everything else i came back to the u.s went to college and i got my first job out of college was at the leo burnett company in chicago and that was a big ad agency I worked on some big accounts. I actually worked, I'm old enough where I worked on a tobacco advertising account when I first started, um, very weirdly. And and then I moved on to um, insurance and then I got to go to um, Nintendo and Reebok. And that's really where I started to understand like popular culture and made myself an expert in popular culture. I moved out to California to work on a fast food account. And I ended up through friends meeting Sandy Lerner, who was the founder of Cisco Systems. Mm-hmm. And Sandy was like, let's start a makeup company. And I was like, I'm in. I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Sandy was one of these inspirational women. And I mean, we could do a whole podcast on women that inspire other women. Um, but without her believing like we can do this. Hey, I broke tech. Let's go break beauty. Like I just, I never had the background or the support to believe that that was something I can do. So I really think that she was one of those pioneer women that paid it forward. And I actually try to do that all the time now and mentor other young women. I'm actually mentoring a young woman from Georgia in the makeup business right now. Oh, So yeah, really cool little brand called Glosset. I'm just going to Yeah, Sienna Brown. I'm just going to give her a little shout out. Can you spell the name of the brand? Because I want to make sure that we. Okay, it's called Glosshood. G-L-O-S-S-H-O-O-D. Awesome.
1: Awesome. We can find that online now.
0: I think you can find it online on her website now and hopefully maybe at a retailer's online store soon. Um, We will see. Awesome. All right, Sierra, we're hyping you up. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> lots of folks are going yeah. to see this, but your your story is absolutely incredible. And just, just some of the things that you were covering, and that we were talking about before we started the podcast, is the freedom that you have, the spontaneity, and the love of spontaneity. Did did you find that through your journey, a lot of it was either premeditated, or and I think I might know the answer to this question. You were just going with the flow.
0: In some ways, I was going with the flow, but in a lot of ways, I had really prepared myself. You know, like I put in a lot. I put in a few years at an ad agency being a a junior AE and like grinding it out and learning the craft and understanding the discipline behind all of it. So I didn't just jump in and go, oh, I'm just going to like build a brand like I understood that there was a lot like that goes into it that everybody listening to this knows Mm -hmm. so I wasn't one of those like just lucky like oh she just threw it out there and it worked like there was some of that like you take a chance and you throw it out there and you hope but there was a lot of like thought behind it Mm -hmm. and it was a moment in time like it was the the mid to late 90s The culture was shifting, things were changing. Beauty was really stagnant. And it was very much marketed to make you feel bad about yourself. Mm. And so um, it was all of these big companies, there were no indie brands when we started. There was no Sephora. If most people in this listening probably can't imagine a world without Sephora. <laughs> and um, and and you went to the department store and you bought your prestige makeup at department stores. You could go to the drugstore, but the makeup there wasn't good at that time. Now it's pretty good. Yeah. But um it was pretty much versions of pink, beige, and red. It was really boring. It was, I always say it was like a thin white, blonde, even featured woman. Mm -hmm. That was the model. And if you bought the product they were advertising, maybe possibly you could aspire to look more like her. Oh wow! And I just felt like that's so wrong. Like we're all really beautiful. Like beauty should be about self expression. And I was inspired by that when I was a junior in high school and I was coming out of church with my family and the priest, I told the story yesterday, the priest was like, you're hiding behind your mask of makeup. And I was like, this isn't a mask, this is like storytelling. This right. is me showing you who I am. And so I had always viewed makeup as this like form of self-expression. Like I got sent home in eighth grade for wearing too much makeup. And in Fort Worth, Texas, that is really hard to do. <laughs> so, um So I just, I've always had this passion for it as this means of like telling your story. And I felt like other people should feel that. And so that's really what Urban Decay was about. And people asked me about the name and, you know, it, we kept saying it was urban something, urban something. And someone just was like, call it Urban Decay. And it's, it's catchy, but I was like, oh, is that really the right name for a makeup company? And then I started thinking about it and like what was our mission? Our mission was to kind of break beauty right. and have a completely different point of view and give people these tools that were like super luxurious, awesome products, but um but not um but not confined.
1: It's almost like um uh- Counterculturalism.
0: It was totally counterculture at the time. Like the brand statement I wrote, like people cannot believe it, but I was like, the brand statement I wrote in 1996 says Urban AK is makeup for girls and boys mm-hmm. who want to show the world who they are and put their own stamp on it. See, like men wearing makeup in the 90s yeah. was like out there.
1: I mean, except if you were like Prince. A rock star. Oh, right?
0: right? <laughs> like Kiss yeah. Simmons and those guys. Yeah. But, like, but that's, so like you were already- Or Nikki in, Six, yes. who blessed my baby when I was pregnant, which is a whole nother wow. story we can talk about another time, but weird I'm in the middle have, of Times Square.
1: I'm going to have you on like four or five podcasts. Oh, I have stories. So I, feel like I have stories. Days. Yeah, days. <laughs> but I think what's what's also really interesting is when you, when you touch on storytelling, and I think that that- crucial element in marketing as we look at the landscape of marketing today and as we talk to marketers, I think it's something that's fundamentally missing. Good storytelling, storytelling that you're, pas- you're passionate about. We're, we've shifted so far to the right with performance, driving sales, offering deals, measuring and tracking everything that we've lost sight of what motivates us. So I'd, I'd love for you to talk about how Urban Decay and now Cali Ray, how they are... Uh, mission-driven brands right. and what and what inspire, inspires you and what has inspired you.
0: Yeah, because I think performance is important yes. and we all have to tap into it to, to elevate our sales. But I do think at a brand's core, it's even beyond brand. It should be, like for me, brands are mission-driven. So the mission for Urban Decay was to give people this form of self-expression, to give them something to tap into that wasn't all about that perfect model. It was about you know, you being beautiful and the name urban decay. Like if you think about it, you go to New York, right. And there's this like crumbling brick wall or mm-hmm. rusting fire escape. Like the cool thing about that is like, it's, it's not, it is falling apart. It may not be perfect, but it's really weirdly beautiful. I dig it, yeah, And it has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And that is just like every single one of us. Like we may not fit that conventional mold, but we are all like, awesomely beautiful yeah. and i said you know urban decay was the brand for like weirdos and misfits and we're all weirdos and misfits 100%. who doesn't feel that way sometimes uh,
1: literally everybody right yeah anyone that says like i fit in perfectly it's like yeah delusional <laughs> yeah <laughs> but 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 please continue yes
0: so yeah so we just felt like the brand was mission driven we were all about empowering people to um to bring bring who they were to the party. And, you know, now if you tried to build a brand on that aspirational ideal, you'd be like, you know, there's no takers. No. Right. So I feel like mission accomplished in many ways. And that any beauty brand that starts today is all about like It's a tool for self-expression. Like that is everyone's mantra. And I feel good about that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, we did it. And we paved the way for all of these indie beauty brands to be successful. And I think that is also really cool because the customer is more segmented. She should have more choices. It shouldn't be about like, oh, there's three or four brands out there. She should be able to like tap into this very specific thing that speaks to her. And beauty is a really weird space, right? In some ways, it's packaged goods. It's not unlike... Your tide pots, right? Right. You, they work, and so you buy it again. That's right. And they work, and you buy it again. But it's also more like art or fashion, and that it, you're putting it on your face. Mm-hmm. It is a tool of self-expression. You are like when you pull that lip gloss or that lipstick out of your bag, or you pull that powder out, and it's in public or it sits on your vanity. Like there is an emotional connection to that. So like beauty is this weird space that combines the discipline of packaged goods mm-hmm. and the like art of like these soulful experiences that you're having. So it's this really interesting space to be in. I love that a lot.
1: So I'm not, I don't wear makeup. But I do have a skincare routine, and I find, and it's not something that I had done uh, earlier on in my life. But as I'm getting old, I'm like, okay, I want to take care of my skin. But I find myself being drawn to brands and trying out different brands for skincare that are mission-driven, that are sustainable, that are aligned with my core values. So, like that very much is a part of like making a purchasing decision,
0: right? Well, that's great that it is, because my new brand, Cali Ray, I, the space I saw in beauty was we're doing all of this single-use plastic. And I I was actually out surfing in a pretty remote place with my family, and um, I decided to take a break. I paddle my board to the beach. I sit down, and it looks like this beautiful beach, but I look in towards the interior of this uninhabited island, and it is filled with plastic trash that is washed up. And I started thinking about how really like all of this plastic is a problem. Yes. And so, and beauty is a big contributor. And, um, I mean, I created this thing called the naked palette, which most women have in their makeup drawer. Okay. And I started thinking about like how many naked palettes are in these landfills. What's a, what's a naked palette, a naked palettes is 12 pan neutral eyeshadow palette. Okay. I always say like it made your makeup drawer. Like it was everyone's like go to palette mm-hmm. and, um, urban decay still sells them today. So it's just this very like user-friendly like everyone loves it just throw it in your bag you can create a bunch of different looks with
1: okay it. i think so. i've seen that in like my mom's purse. oh your
0: okay. mom the has one <laughs> Got it. you okay. know someone that has one gotcha gotcha okay. um so i just started thinking about all the stuff we were putting into landfills and i th- And I really wanted to create a brand like with a new mission and the mission is sustainability. Mm. And interestingly, in beauty, what I'm finding is like that mission is really important, just like it was with Urban. But ultimately, you have to talk about the product first. So again, you're like down to performance versus brand, right? Mm. Like even within the brand itself, like above and beyond your marketing inside the brand, you have to like balance performance and balance, um, balance the mission.
1: That's incredible. That's incredible. How have you seen yourself evolve alongside like as as a per, as a person evolve alongside your brands uh, starting all the way back in what 97?
0: 96. 96. Yeah. So
1: make sure you have that year. Yeah. 96 all the way to 20
0: I was 12 when I started, right? That's yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um I've evolved a lot. Right. I mean, I felt like I was the mentee and now I'm the mentor Uh, in many ways in this sort of bigger picture. Um, In some ways, things haven't changed. I'm still like hauling boxes into the office. You know, when the boxes arrive, like
1: I dig that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So uh, there's still grunt work to be done when you're an entrepreneur. Like there was an evolution. Um, for a while with urban once we got it to a size right I was in very much founder mode and I was traveling a lot I had to be a lot of places and I I love getting granular with the product like to me the product is everything Mm -hmm. and how people are going to experience it and I want to have my hands in it and touch it and like be really the driving force behind creating it. So in order to do that, I kind of had to step out of that founder role and get back into like entrepreneur role. Mm. So that's part of why I wanted to start Cali Ray as well above and beyond the sustainability mission was I just personally love to get my hands dirty.
1: Yeah. I love that. And that's actually a sentiment that should be reflected across other marketers, specifically brand marketers that are aligning themselves with performance. Like when you're thinking about your brand, you have to shift your mindset back to an entrepreneurial spirit in order to innovate and in order to like kind of have your pulse on the zeitgeist of culture to be like, okay, am I like a fuddy-duddy dead brand or like, am I keeping up with the times? Right, and the fact that you're like going to the office and lifting up some boxes because, like, I've seen your guns. Like you, oh, thanks. Yeah, you, 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 are yoked in a good way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, 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 but I love that, and I think, like, what would you say to marketers that are trot like, that feel lost in storytelling, in on, in reclaiming that entrepreneurial spirit? What should they do to rediscover that?
0: Yeah, it's. It. I think sometimes it's hard when you have, like, when you have a nice budget. Sometimes it's easy to just. Just go, oh, well, I'm going to throw money at that and throw money yes. at that and throw money at that and throw money at that. And I felt like, you know, yesterday I was on a panel with Jason mm-hmm. from Tushy. Right. And I really loved listening to some of the really innovative things they were doing. Um, you know, their like butt con exhibit, their funeral for a tree. Like I was super inspired by him talking about these really innovative ways they created noise and attention without a lot of budget. Right. And um, we tried to do the same thing like we partnered with a swimsuit company and sponsored um, a bunch of xd one volleyball players to play in the Manhattan Beach Six Man and created a lot of content around that. Right. And so I think there's things you can do um, and I think you have to Pretend you don't have any money sometimes and go, okay. if I didn't have any money, what would I do? And I think it helps you get out of the box, right? Mm Because it's really easy to just go, well, here's my meta budget and here's this and here's that. And and I'm not saying don't spend that money. I'm saying just pretend you don't have any of that. Like, what would you do? And I think it might help marketers think outside the box a little bit.
1: I love that. Excuse. I
0: also don't know that much about AI, and I do think there's some like crazy weird opportunities there, but I haven't figured it out yet. So
1: we're gonna figure it. Out. If you, you and I will stick close, and then I'll like as I'm learning, I'll send you information. Send me info, please. Because <laughs> we're using AI today, even even my content team, we're using uh, tools like Jasper AI and content creation and ad creative tools to help produce. Co- and it's mainly based around efficiency. Uh, But it really starts with storytelling, understanding your brand in order to create like derivative content and creative elements uh, that expand your brand. But you should never use it as a tool to like define your brand
0: because you'll get like garbage. You'll get a a machine made brand.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And nobody, nobody.
0: And you won't need a brand with soul and purpose. Yeah, exactly
1: right. Exactly right. And then I also love the, the like your point around having a deliberate scarcity mindset as a barometer for how you should be spending money or innovating like for instance like our our podcast set up but we actually had a limited budget even with the set that we designed before we had a larger budget and we were going to like go all out and do all these things but then like budget budget was cut a little bit and then we really had to get creative and think of like what's a clean, sleek, unique way that we can tell our brand story and make this space look cool for the conference yeah. and for podcasts. And we ended up coming up with something like absolutely spectacular.
0: And maybe it was probably better than what you originally envisioned. Yeah,
1: yeah I think so. We were, trying, we, were going, we were trying to do way too much. <laughs> but, I'd. so you mentioned also, uh, I'll start here. Urban Decay is, uh, from, from what I'm researching and from the conversations that, we've had, or that we're having, it's a part of culture of mainstream culture and a part of being, a part of being a part of mainstream culture is the partnerships that you establish and the, the industries and the folks and the, the influencers that you pull into your vision and your mission as that train is moving further and closer and closer and closer to the ever, uh, ever growing mission. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the, your brand partners sure. and some of the influencers? We can take, take both of those separate.
0: Yeah. So, in terms of partnerships, like I, I actually often give a talk on how partnership is so important mm-hmm. in when you're a brand. Um, there's a lot of great D 2 C brands. I get that, yeah. but for me, I'm I work with retailers, and m- my partner right now with Cali Ray is Sephora, and what's so great about that is they they really are awesome marketers and they understand the balance of performance and brand and so we're not on sale all the time they're not on they're not always discounting in the store there's like specific moments that are planned that people anticipate we can anticipate as a brand to amplify them And then we can anticipate when we might get spikes and we might have slight lows. Mm -hmm. And so that partnership and that back and forth and that and the sharing of information so that we can amplify each other is so important. Like they give us a heads up. Hey, we're going to be talking a lot about I. And so, you know, we can plan to be talking about that same thing. So that, so that we're all building on each other and the same thing with, with influencer, you know, they have, um, an influencer team that we can tap into, we bring our own influencers, we drive to Sephora. Um, so the partnership there has just been really crucial in building both my brands, both Urban Decay and, um, and Cali Ray.
1: That that's phenomenal, and what what I also like to just delve even deeper into not only the partnerships that you have with Sephora uh, and and businesses, but also your ambassadors, like the individuals that you kind of leverage to spread the word about about your brands.
0: Yeah, so it's been it was really different with Urban Decay and with Calli Ray because with Urban Decay we had some bigger budgets. Mm-hmm um and so you know my my first partnership big celebrity partnership was with gwen stefani Mm -hmm. that was really exciting for me because i was a gwen fan um kind of started together like she was her band was coming up when we were starting urban decay so it was a real thrill for me to um to work with her on that project and we still you know text each other to this day like she's just a lovely person and Mm. She has a brand now too, which is really cool. Please tell her I said what's up. I I will. I (laughs) I will tell her you said what's up. (laughs) And, um, and then, you know, we, we, uh, had Ruby Rose for a while. I think one of the coolest things we did as a brand and, and she actually acknowledged it on stage. She, um, she she came and did a private show for us Mm -hmm. for a launch our naked honey palette and it was lizzo Mm -hmm. and she stood on that stage and she said you know no other brand would have hired someone that looks like me to be a spokesperson for a makeup company Mm -hmm. and that was like five years ago six years ago and now it's like totally normal yeah right so it's like we're really like changing the culture and how people perceive beauty like from the beginning um so i mean i know there's controversy with her now but but I think it was really the right thing to be doing. Yeah, And um, and so, you know, with Callie Ray, we choose brand ambassadors that are across all spectrums of types of influencers. Some are that clean girl look. Some are a little more like, like down and dirty. Some are no makeup girls. Some are sustainability people. Mm-hmm. So we just try to get just a big variety of points of view. And that's really how we we do our influencer selection.
1: I love that. And what's so unique about what you're doing and you're doing so well is that, although it kind of like runs the gamut of like all of the the types and the personas that are attracted to your brand, you still find a way to be authentic to uh, Urban Decay and to Cali you How do you do that? Because that's tough. Because it's like, you can serve everyone, but you can't, but you are.
0: You can't, but you know i we showed a video yesterday at the mm. talk and it was an influencer um and they were really different than you would imagine the cali ray like laid back you know california dream kind of influencer but their video was like one of our top performing videos you yeah. know and so you just can't tell what's going to drive people i think what it comes down to though vern is The product is the product, a great product, and if you're selling a great product, then lots of different kinds of people can tap into it and don't pigeonhole yourself. You do have to, there are so many sliced and diced segments now, but I think that there's room for brands to appeal across segments Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just about tapping into those different subcultures.
1: I dig that. At Wonder Can we're big into, the name of the podcast is Individuality Unleashed. So we're big into inclusivity, to unleashing and showcasing individuality. What are some things that inspire your individuality? How would you describe your
0: individualism? Well, I've always been about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I never wanted to, to fit the mold. I mean, yeah. we can go back to church again. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be, like the girl up on stage like helping out and they were like no 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 you're a girl girls don't do that mm. and so I feel like that was a moment when I was like what um and so I'm older than you like there were more restrictions on girls back in the 80s when I was mm. growing up but I feel like that was the start of my like individuality journey like I always like to to dress a little different yeah. and when black nail polish came out that I was like the first girl in line to get it like I was always into really kind of weird different things and um so I've just always been on that individuality journey, and I think it's flowed through my brands as well.
1: I dig that. I remember in school, I was I'm six seven, so I already stand out already. Yeah, I was, You stand out. I stand yeah. out already, but I, I was totally into that. I remember buying a pair of turtle shell glasses when I was like no one no one was wearing those, and I got teased for them. Like I don't know, like who would want to tease me? But they they did. And I'm like I don't care. Like I dig these yeah. a lot. And then like two or three years later, everyone. Wearing turtle right.
0: glasses. I'm with you. I'm five eleven, so I'm not six seven, but I'm tall for a for a lady person. <laughs> and um, you know, I I and my last name starts with a Z, and yeah. I'm like I was always like weird. and Wendy with an E. Wendy but, with an E. Yeah,
1: stand out. So why like why blend in? Why why, why? do that? No, I don't. I don't uh, subscribe to that. No like, let's, let's stick out like sore thumbs
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> now uh, before we wrap up I you know what's what's really important uh to get across to our audiences for for me at least today is to really get help them to understand the importance of not resting on their laurels refocusing your energy around understanding your brand effectively communicating your brand infusing mm-hmm. that into your performance marketing as opposed to performance marketing first, Right. Yeah.
0: So I, I love that you said no rusting on your laurels. It was like a big mantra for me at Urban because what I had observed was brands come and go mm. and the brands that don't evolve, don't stay around. And so my whole thing was, hey, if we want to be a brand long term for the ages, We have to continually evolve. And in order to continually evolve, you can't just like reinvent. You have to have a really clear definition of who you are. And I know it's been said a bazillion times, but that brand DNA, those key pillars that your brand stands for, and then you have to like modernize those and continually don't rest on your laurels about those. But like, Hey, what does that look like right now? What is that going to look like three years from now? And so you evolve the brand, but the core of the brand is solid and strong. It's like who you are as a person is solid and strong, but like, Hey, tortoiseshell glasses, you're into them. You're out of them, right? You're moving on, but it's still you. And so I think that it's really important to, to be looking at your brand that way, in addition to doing your performance marketing, because number one, your performance marketing needs to evolve too. What were you calling it? Brand performance. Yeah. Um, and you, your brand needs to stay relevant. And if you are just doing performance marketing, how's your brand going to stay relevant? If your brand doesn't know, if you don't know, and your brand doesn't know who it is at its like deepest core, and then you're continually like moving the brand forward, and then that performance can like follow the brand. and what it looks like
1: yeah i dig that i dig that i think that's great well wendy it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on well
0: i'm so glad we just did it
1: spontaneously we just met yesterday we just met and then like i went down the rabbit hole like i got on the internet last night after we met and then i'm like oh my god
0: (laughs) there's some (laughs) pictures of me from the 90s that are special
1: they and they're wonderful but then not only those pictures, but also just your career and what you've achieved, like completely blown away. And now I'm a huge fan. And I wish I had known you earlier because now.
0: Well, <laughs> you got a primer in your room here. I did? You got a primer. How do I use a primer? What is what is that? So it's um. so this primer, it's called So Blown mm-hmm. and it's. You put it on, it like blows out all your pores, mm-hmm. any fine lines. But the good thing about this one is it's hydrating. It's got collagen peptides. So you being a skincare guy, yeah, yeah. you can just pop it on. You'll look a little more blurred out, mm-hmm. a little more finished. Like when you get up on stage today, yeah. like you just be a little more like, shh, like yeah. pulled together. Okay. So it's almost like clear makeup, okay. but it's not makeup because it's, it's good for your skin. I dig it. And it smells like a vacation. I dig that. And you that. put it on.
1: I lo- thank you very much for the gift.
0: I will hope you love it. I'll, and I'm going to message you, and I'm gonna like,
1: and I'm going to send you. A, 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 how do I look?
0: <laughs> you know, what? I even tell like, I mean, women love it. They usually wear it under and then put a little like skin tint or makeup on top. Yeah. But um, I I give it to my husband and my boys, mm. and you know who loves it is men who don't have hair on the top of their head. Like uh, takes uh, that, like smooths everything out, takes the shine down. It's it's good for everywhere. Do you market it that way? No. Should. I know it's kind of fun you know, I, love, I love like beauty the there's like the the main marketing messaging mm-hmm. and what the products for and then there's like the hacks, yeah, because it's such so big on social media. Like, you can make a whole career of like, we're going to launch this product, and this was it is, and then you basically like then sideline all the hacks ah. of what to do with. It. I also use it as an eyeliner corrector, so I'll put a little on a brush, and if my like winged liner isn't straight, yeah, um, I can just like use that, and it cleans up the winged liner really beautifully. I, I love so it. lots of hacks with the So Blonde Primer. You're
1: inspiring me because like that sounds like a whole campaign in and of itself. Like taking your your product your product and like creating like a chart of all the hacks
0: that you could oh uh, hacks uh, people love a good hack oh I
1: dig that see now I don't like I said I don't wear makeup but now I'm curious to see like all the unique ways that,
0: well just <laughs> you use. wearing it as a man who doesn't yeah, yeah. wear makeup is a hack in many ways Oh, okay right like uh uh-huh. Like you're, I mean, you have lovely skin. You, you clearly do take care of it, but you're gonna you're gonna put a little on. You just need the tiniest amount and start from your nose out, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, look how good this looks!"
1: I can't even begin to describe to tell you how giddy I am that I'm getting a personal consultation <laughs> from Wendy's. On
0: I know. I end. I usually end up going oh. places, and I'll talk about like marketing and branding <laughs> or like big picture stuff, and then people in the room are like, "Yeah, but can you tell me how to like." get your eyeliner like that or how do I put on mascara I always end up giving a makeup (laughs) lesson as well
1: I think that's great one of your many many multiple talents (laughs) Wendy again thank you so much thanks for having me bro. absolutely I hope to have you again soon yeah let's do it again absolutely and again folks thank you for joining thank you for listening we'll see you again on another episode of Individuality Unleashed